We prostrate before you, Jesus. We, we glorify you, oh God. Someone just, just bow before him. Just glorify his name in his presence. We worship you, God. We glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are so good, Lord. You are so good, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You are so good. There is no like you, God. On the earth, beneath the earth, above the earth, wherever, oh God, there's nobody like you. We thank you, Father. We bow down and worship Yahweh. We bow down, we bow down and worship Yahweh. We bow down and worship Lord. We bow. We bow down in your presence and worship Yahweh. Lord, all those burdens will bring them to you and bow in your presence this morning. We bow down and worship Yahweh. Oh, Yahweh. Yahweh, you are Yahweh, 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 you are Yahweh, Yahweh, Hallelujah, Yahweh, come to your presence. We bring our burdens in your presence. We bring our chaos in your presence. We bring everything, oh God, that, that weight we've been carrying, that, that load we've been carrying, your word says, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have a laden, and I will give you rest. We bring those in your presence this morning. And we thank you, God, for giving us rest, O oh God. Lord, the burdens are heavy. But, Lord, we give them to you. May, you. may you take that heavy yoke from upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for your presence of healing somebody. In your presence, God, mountains are melted. In your presence, healing is possible. In your presence, deliverance takes place, Lord. I want you to just lift your hands in his presence this morning. Whatever that issue has been, present it to his presence. Hallelujah. Present that burden to his presence this morning. Everything you've been carrying from January to November, present it in his presence. His presence is here to take it away. Thank you for your presence upon our lives. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Let us have our seats uh, this morning, uh, setting fire above principalities and powers. Amen. Uh, I want to be grateful to God before I go into the word. Uh, I want to be very grateful to God for his goodness and his faithfulness. Amen. And in this season of thanksgiving, as, as believers, we should always, it should always be thanksgiving, amen, because there's always good things to thank God for. But, but, but I want to just thank God for Pastor Riggs, amen. Uh, thank God for you so much. Thank, thank, thanks for the opportunity that you give us, me in particular, to, to do ministry freely, amen. There's, there's few areas you see the kind of opportunities that Pastor gave to us. Amen. A few pastors will, will do that, but, but thank God for him. I, 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 I'm not the senior minister, right, but, 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 but permit me, uh, other ministers, to speak on our behalf and say, Pastor, we thank you for all you've done. Amen. Thank God for him using you uh, and, and, and trusting us to, to do ministry, trusting me to come and stand in front of the congregation and share the word of God, amen. The encouragement, the, um, the, the, so there can be ups and downs at times, but your encouragement has helped me go on a long way, has helped me, I believe it has helped others to make some sound decisions about things that we, that we, that we go through in our own individual lives, amen. God bless you so much, hallelujah. And, and bless God for everybody, you know, uh, uh, or every one year, I believe, you know, you have been, you've touched uh, us in one or many other ways. Amen. We say thank God to you. Thank God for, 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 for listening to us. Amen. We bless God for you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Since Matthew talked about uh, what I shared the last time, I'll be continuing my message about the, the family of association. Anyway, we, since, since I better please play my video, and then we'll come back to it. Uh, I pray to be to be brief, amen? Uh, so trust God with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There's a little brief video of the media we play. But Father, we thank you this morning for your word. May you, God, minister to, to somebody. May you teach us and inspire us in your word, Lord, that as we go through these uh, perilous times, we will have something to stand upon that we have something to hold onto, which is your word. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. <laughs> amen. I had a little brief video, but uh, they will have technical glitch back there, right? So it can be played. Uh, but we'll go strictly uh, into the word. So last, last Sunday, we we'll talked about God's purpose for the family, amen? And just to, just to recap a few things uh, for that connection, we, we, we talk about the intent of God for the family and the purpose. One of the purposes we talk about was the family is there to provide support and strength, amen? Uh, the family is also there to shelter us in the midst of storms. When we go through difficult times, when we go through hard times, we run to the family uh, to shield us uh, from those storms, amen? And we'll talk about the family being a place of growth, a garden of growth, where we grow in the family. We, we get stronger in the family, hallelujah. Uh, uh, today, I'm going to be 
continuing that in that same direction, but I want to read for our text, Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 to 50. Amen. And so it says, while he was uh, still t talking, Jesus is teaching to a crowd. The Bible says, uh, behold, his mother and brother stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. And then Jesus replied, he said, but he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And then Jesus, again in verse 50, he points to his disciples and he said, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. Amen. So, so Jesus defines uh, uh, the family. Amen. In another way, uh, most times uh, we, when we talk about the family, we think about birth and adoption. Amen. We, we only think about those that are that, that we live together in the same home or, or those that are associated to us uh, by that blood relationship. Amen? Uh, but, but, but Jesus has his family, and Jesus' mother uh, goes to him, and, and Jesus said, hey, who is my mother? Who is my father? Who is my brother, my sister? He said, those that listen, those that uh, uh, do the will of my father, Amen? So Jesus recognizes a father and a family. Hallelujah. And that family is God's family. Hallelujah. So, so we as believers, if we do the will of the father, if we do the will of God, then we become adopted sons, adopted daughters into God's family. Hallelujah. So we go beyond association. We go into adaptation where God has adapted us. So Jesus spoke there about the adaptation into his family. And he completed that process on the cross when he died. Hallelujah. So we can never talk about the family without talking about the church family as believers. Because the church family is important. So Jesus wasn't repudiating his every, his every family, but he made two important points in that passage we just read. The first thing Jesus, or the first point he made, he, he, he emphasized the superiority or the supremacy of the spiritual family. Amen. So he says, well, I have my earthly father, I have my earthly mother, my earthly brother, my earthly sister, but the one that does the will of my father, that family is superior than the earthly mother or the earthly father. So, so the God's family is superior to the family we come from. Hallelujah. The next thing about that family is that that family is eternal. Every other family will vanish. Every other family will die. But God's family stands forever. Hallelujah. The family we are part of, that family always lives. It never dies. Hallelujah. So that's why we die on the physical earth, but we go still and meet that family, and we have eternity with that family. Amen. So, so it's important for us as believers to understand the family we belong to. It's not just 
your son is not just your daughter, but if you're a child of God, we belong to a bigger and a superior family where Jesus is the head of that family, where God is the head of that family. And so he instructs us, he teaches us the way that family is supposed to live. Hallelujah. Look at what he said in, in Matthew. This is the evidence of the supremacy of, 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 of God's family. Hallelujah. Uh, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 37, Jesus again speaks. And he said, he will love father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he will love son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Amen. Because the family of God is a superior family. Hallelujah. So we ought to love that family because it's out of that family that came the family we are attached to by blood. Amen. So we ought as believers to love Jesus more than our earthly family. Because our earthly family is temporary. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, it's temporary. The one that is that lasts forever is this family that we gather together, this family, this God's family, this church family is the family that lives forever. And God brought us here to, to, to accomplish the same purposes we talk about, the, the family we are attached to by blood. Hallelujah. We are there to strengthen one another. We are there to shield one another in the time of storm. We are there to grow one another. Amen. Uh, 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 there's a passage here I also want to look at. There was a sister that called me, and, uh, and, and she said, you know, uh, she texted me, and she said, I, I, have, I have some little issues. I have some problems, and I, 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 I have nowhere to go. My husband is out of work. Can you please help me? Amen. And then um, the Spirit of God, you know, from that, you know, he took me to Acts chapter 2. Amen. Many times in the family, we, 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 we are not even, we, we, God has brought us, right? But we are afraid to go to our brother to ask for help in the family. Amen. A family should work strengthening one another, as we said. But I'm, I'm afraid, I'm ashamed to come to my brother or my sister when I need help. So sometimes we have to go to the payday loan people and, and, and take those interest-bearing loans. Amen. For different reasons, for different purposes, people are not free in the family to go to another family member for help. Hallelujah. So, so and, and the purpose God brought us together is to help one another. Hallelujah. So my mind ran just to this passage. Some of us, God has put us in the position to help one another. We talk about our possessions. We boast about our possessions. But when our brother come to help, we pray for our brother and let our brother go. Sometimes our brother come to us for help and we talk about him to someone else. When the family should be there to help one another. So this is a good example, this passage. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. And 42 says, And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, the teachings. We've been coming to church for so long. You know, since the church started, we've been coming. There have been different teachings, different encouragement on different areas. Those brethren, the Bible says, they continue steadfastly in that teaching, in fellowship, and in the breaking of bread, 
and in prayers. Amen? Verse 43. And, I mean, then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles, the teachings of the apostles. Many signs and wonders happened. And yet the next verse, verse 44. Now all who believe to, were together. We all together, we believe in one thing right away we come to the church. That's why we come. We believe in one thing. And so they were all together and had all things in common. Amen. So now listen, the all things in common there, uh, it wasn't talking about the commonality, like living in one house together. No, they all had their own homes, that like we have our own homes. They had their own possession. But that common, my understanding, and based on research, the all things in common they had was the, what they had, their belonging. They were willing to sell it and give to other person if they were in need. It was nothing to them. The value, the family relationship, they value the association more than what they had. Hallelujah. So it was very easy to take what they had to either sell it or to give it to the brother, so the brother can needs can be met. Amen. Verse 45. And so, okay, so it gives little, you know, clarity here. And sold their possessions and goods and divided them amongst all as anyone had need. The church. This is the church family. Verse 45, 46. So they continued daily with one accord in a temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of hearts. Verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all people. Some of us in the church, but we can't, we can't cope with our brother in the church. <laughs> Amen. We can't cope with one another. Some, some get on our nerves that we can't stand. Amen. But these brethren, the Bible said they have favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. So just by doing that, the church can grow. God can bring more people. Hallelujah. So look at the other church. They sold their belongings. They sold their possession. They helped one another. Somebody else's need was their need. Their brother pain was the pain. Today, the church has deviated from this teaching. The church is like competition. People go to church to show their, their clothes, their new suit. People go to church to show what they've acquired. Amen? People go to church and they boast. In their wealth, when God's purpose is to share with one another, help one another, that's what the family, this family, that's what God brought us to do. Today we see pastors, people of God, riding $50 million out of a jet plane. When, 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 when the money that you take to buy a $50 million out of a jet, you got poor people in your church, you got people struggling amongst you. But we take $50 million and buy one jet. Hallelujah. The family of God, people are after them, their, their own selves. Hallelujah. But God's purpose, God's plan and for us as a church, amen, we are God's family. And for, for God to take us to another level, we need to be one another's lifter. Hallelujah. Lift one another up like the, the apostles did. 
The Bible, no, if you read other era, three, just one day, 3,000 people being added to the church because the brethren, they pray. They didn't only have fun, they pray with one another. They have fast and prayer. They went together. They, 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 they pray for their brother. They didn't gossip about him. They didn't gossip about her. You know, someone say, all the time you've been, you've, been, you've been Christian, you can't pray for yourself. Ain't no this and that. There's no hero. They took people's burden on themselves. God has called us as a church. The, the purpose of the church is to, is, to, is to be another people, another brother's keeper. Hallelujah. Even in the family, we ought to help one another. But let me tell you this. The church family is... The church family can go longer even than your personal family, or than your, 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 your earthly family. There are places your family don't have time for you. But in God's family, you are accepted. In God's family, you are cherished and cared for. Hallelujah. That's why the church should be. So, so let me go into, into, two, into one more other thing. I, mean, I got two more points, and, 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 and I'm going to close. Hallelujah. So the family... And let me, let me make this point, right? When you hear about the family, know that it's the church family and your family at home, right? So it's the two families. We're all talking about the same family because that's God's intent for the family. So the church family should be a launching pad for life mission. In the church, in your home, it should be a place where you set up to have a mission in life for a particular purpose or a particular goal. Hallelujah. So as parents... Or as pastors, as ministers, because in the church family, Jesus is the head, God is the father, but he said people because it's a big family. So the pastor serves as a parent in the church family. Hallelujah. So the pastor has that responsibility of a shepherd. In our homes, the parent, the mother, the father, or, or, or bring up the home, the family in the way that God wants to bring them. Amen. So as parents, we are either modeling, we are either serving or being selfish in our home at all times. Every time we live, we do these three things. We're either modeling to somebody, we're either serving or we're being selfish. We're displaying selfishness. Amen. And there are children in the home, right? So the children that we live, the children that we bring up, they look at us and they see us either serving, they see us either being or, or displaying selfishness. Hallelujah. So it's important. In a church family, those that are leaders, the members either see us serving or displaying selfishness. Hallelujah. The children in the home, they will either see a giver or a taker. Hallelujah. They either see a disciple or a mere Christian. A lot of us are mere Christians today, right? They see a lot of things in the family. And so it's important to, 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 to model a good lifestyle in the family that God has called us. Hallelujah. Because our mission is to bring out the children or the, the whom we take care of. Our mission is to lead them to the Father. To lead them to God. Amen. So, so the children will see our modeling. They will see our, our, our dedication and take it and make a decision of what to be in life. Amen. So it's very important 
your mission in life as a parent. The Bible says that 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 that, that we should follow Christ. I mean, uh, uh, the Bible says we should live the example of Christ. So the things that Christ did are the things we should see and follow. Amen. So the children will see that. And this is why it's so important that you model a life mission for them. Your life mission is to present or to parent the children that God has given you. Your life mission is to be a witness of Jesus. So in the family, Jesus should be witness. Jesus should be seen. Because if Jesus is seen in the family, the children's life is set for destiny. Hallelujah. Your life mission is to also be a servant of God, to serve others in love, to bring the good news to others in love. Hallelujah. And that is what the church family is about. Serve others in love. Amen. Your family should be to serve others in love. Are we, are we praying for one another? Hallelujah. Are we serving one another? Today, people only want to be served. Listen, if, if, if the church family is a place where we serve one another, not to be served. Amen? The, the, the church family is where we pray for one another and meet needs. God has called us to meet needs. Jesus met needs when he was on the face of the earth. And he gives us the same commission to meet needs. Let me say this, and it's important. Serving God is serving others. Serving God is what? Serving others. If you cannot serve others, you can't serve God. If we can't serve others in the family, we can't serve God. We may be serving God, but it's just in vain. Hallelujah. We ought to serve each other. This is also important. The time of crisis is Christ's time. Amen? In crisis, we should let the family know that it's Christ's time. It's time to do things for Christ. Look around us today, the world is going through crisis. It's time to work for Christ. It's time for the family to do the things of Christ. Hallelujah. There are people that, are, that, there are people that need Jesus right now. There are people that need prayers right now. There are people that have different, different needs. Different, different, somebody is not even financial need. Somebody just wants you to pray for them, trust God with them. The world is in a crisis. It's time for us to do the way of Christ. And the way of Christ is going out there, meet someone. Sometimes we just have to just go in Walmart parking lot and just pray for people. Hallelujah. Just pray for somebody. The world is going through a crisis. And this is how people can get to know Christ. This is how people can come to the family. Because this family is a big family. We're not a selfish family. We want more people to, be, to come to the family. Hallelujah. So it's time to, 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 to get out of fear. It's time to, 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 to step forward in faith. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, step forward in faith. Get out of fear. Because the devil's plan is to make us afraid. So we can't go out. Nowadays, you're even talking to someone. Someone even sneezes. Everybody afraid. COVID, COVID. Before, people were doing the same things. Before COVID. Amen. We if we're so afraid that we can't even talk to someone about Jesus anymore because we, we don't want to come close to them. It's time to do the work of the Father because that's what this family is about. Hallelujah. This family is there to serve God. The family is there to expand. 
Jesus always met needs. In a family, there are many different things people do. Today, people, people's desire, parents, their thought is to give their children the greatest life. Amen? Some, the plans is my child should be the doctor. My child should be this. We save, we set up, we, we put a lot in it to see the future of our children, and we think that's the greatest gift. But let me let you know that the greatest gift is not a lot of money you have for your children. Amen? The greatest gift is it is not the buildings, the homes we secure for them, the properties we secure for them. Those are not the greatest gift. The greatest gift we could ever give our children is to leave them with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Show our children Jesus because that's the only thing that lives forever. Amen. To model them a relationship with Jesus Christ. Our purpose and our main desire as a family should be developing godly mothers, godly fathers, people that will trust God and live and see Christ in you. Hallelujah. That's the greatest gift we should give to our children. Not money. It's important to give it to them, but that's not it. Now, this, there's a time in the, New, I mean, in, the, in the Old Testament when the children of Israel got into the promised land. Now, Joshua stood before them as the leader, and, and he talks to them and tells them a choice to make. He opened it up to them. He said, you know, you guys are going to make a choice and a commitment. But whatever choice you make, and today, whatever choice we make today affects our children onto so many generations. Hallelujah. So Joshua stands before the Israelites, and he tells, he tells them about a choice that they got to make. A decision and a commitment because whoever you serve, in this choice you're about to make, whatever your decision is, whoever you serve, whoever you surrender your life to, is going to affect your children for generations upon generations. And he said, it's a decision that you ought to make. Nobody's going to make that decision for you. And so he goes on to say in Joshua 24, 15, he said, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates River, whether the gods your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, so Joshua tells them, all of us have a decision. My decision is my household will serve God. Now, this is, this is what I take from that. And uh, that's my understanding. And, and I think it's important. In this passage, Joshua wasn't talking about forcing his family. Joshua made a decision to serve God. And when he served God, his household, his children, his wife, will see his mother. He's going to model Jesus to them. He's going to live Jesus to his household. And his household will see the things he's doing and follow after. Amen. So, God, the God we serve, he doesn't force us to serve him, right? God has the power to make all of us to come to church and leave everything we're doing. So he can force us to serve him. But he leaves us with our free will. 
Joshua is simply saying there, because many times, we, we, instead of us teaching, instead of us mothering Jesus to our family, our children, we force them. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, stop forcing your children to come to church. <laughs> it may be, it, 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 I think, a controversial, right? <laughs> but, 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 yeah, yeah we say, right? Go, can God force you to come to church? God don't force you, right? God don't force anybody. So why do we force our children? The thing we need to do, and what Joshua was saying, he said, I, Joshua, I will model Jesus in my household. I will live Jesus in my house. My children will see me live Jesus, and they will follow after me. Hallelujah. As parents, we just need to live Jesus. We can pray for them. We can talk to them, encourage them to come to service, encourage them to do the word of God, but we are not in a position to force them. Because many times we force them to come to church, but they're not even here. Amen. They come to church, but they will mess on the back. God wants us to help one another model Jesus to them. And when they see Jesus, there is no way your child will see you living Jesus in your house. There's no way your child will see you doing everything that Jesus wants you to do. And they, they come out different. I know the devil is fighting too, right? So the devil will come. He will fight. But when we model Jesus to them, we get on our knees and pray for them. We get on our knees and encourage them. Encourage them. Teach them the word of God. Hallelujah. In this church, God has called us. If you're in a position of leadership, God has called us to be examples. Hallelujah. As, as, as we are examples in, what we, in the people, to the people we lead, they will follow us. Hallelujah. We should not force people to do God's will. The next thing about the family that I will close on is that the family is a place for fun. Amen? Tell someone, say fun. The family is a place of fun. When someone say, why are you talking about fun there? <laughs> Amen? But the family is a place for fun. Now, in the home, your children don't care about your bank account. They don't care about the money in the bank, right? Maybe some will care, but the, the children really don't care about that. What they care for, they will have the food to eat. They will have what they need, right? But they, 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 don't, they don't care about the father's accomplishment. Uh, there are certain things the children in the home want to know. They want to know if your father will play with them. So even you're the president of the United States, at home the children want to know, is my daddy going to play with me today? Is, is my daddy going to have fun with me? And my daughter always asks me about fun. We want to go have fun. Hold the fun. That's the only thing they talk about fun. Amen? Do, 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 does my father pay attention to me? Does my dad care about what I care about? Is he interested in what interests me? There are so many questions that run in the mind of the children. Amen? So, so if you have children in the home, the home should be a place of fun. The church should be a place of fun. Mostly, just the church is being contentious, contention. There's a lot of hoarding and pulling. Everybody comes with serious faces. But in the house of God, there should be fun. We have fellowship. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not just meat and drink, right? But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So God's intent for the family is that we have fun because fun relieves or fun made us to be healthy. 
The science people, the medical people, they will tell you if you take two persons, you stand it, you put them two persons at one, one place, and you have one just frowner all day. Two other, you just frowner. And you have another who smiles, who, who is lively. Those two people, the one that frowns are always get also, get, they get, the, the, yeah, because, because you, you, you stress everything in you, so you, you get older soon. The ones that smile, the, the one that is happy, you be younger, there is joy and other stuff. So, so it has a health effect on people too, right? But what I'm saying, the church should be a place where, God's family should be a place where we gather and have fun. Celebrate in Jesus. Have fun about things. You know, have other conversations. Hallelujah. Because, because here is another thing. It, uh, uh, in the family, we should have fun together because it is important to have a repetition of fun because it's a spiritual thing. Fun is spiritual. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what the Bible says about that. It's spiritual. In Proverbs 15, 15, Proverbs 15, 15, it says, all the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a mercy heart, a merry heart, has a continual feast. If you have a happy heart, merry heart. Some people are just angry with God, always. You're just angry. Hallelujah. God wants us to have a merry heart. A merry heart. In, in another translation, it says every day is terrible day. For a miserable person, it's terrible for you. But a cheerful heart has a continual feast. Hallelujah. So the church, this family is a place where we, we shouldn't be content. There shouldn't be that hard feeling. People will wrong us. People will do things to us. Amen. But that's where the place of forgiveness comes in. We forgive one another and we have joy with one another. Have fun with one another. Listen, if we have fun with one another, if we go back to Acts, Go back to Acts chapter 2. Amen. If we read that, if we read that passage, I'm, I'm, I'm just about to close. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Uh, go to 43, please. 44. <laughs> Amen. It said, Now all who believe were together. And had all things in common, verse 45. So they were together, right? Had all things in common. That means they also had fun together, right? Everything was in common. They sold their belongings and sold their possessions and goods and divided them amongst all. And anyone who had need. So that means also they were happy with each other. They have, if I'm angry with you, I don't want to give you nothing, right? Man's nature, if, I, if you make me mad, I'm mad with you. The, the human nature in me will want to stop me from doing what God wants me to do. It shouldn't be that way. The God's nature in me should still force me to do what God wants me to do. But in verse 46, and they continue dealing with one another in, in one accord in the temple, a breaking of bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. They have fun, that glad. Gladness means they have fun. Amen. People will wrong us. People will do bad to us. Amen. People will hurt us in the church. But God's plan for the family is that we'll be joyous together. 
Amen. We be what joyous together. We celebrate together. When our brother, when God blesses someone, we should celebrate with that person. When God lifts someone up, we should celebrate with that person in the family. We don't have to say, a lot of times people, you know, there's a song, or, or later see they say you do it for other people, why about me? I think that's a wrong song, amen? When God does something for other people, celebrate them. Then God will do it for you. We don't have to go to God, oh, you did it for sis, Matthew, why about me? It's a jealous spirit. Hallelujah. When we celebrate one another, when we love God, when we have joy together, Sometimes we just come here and have fun. We just sing and dance and, and, and thank God the last time we were in the park, right? Those are things that when, when, they, when, they, when the unbelievers see it, they say, well, these people care about one another. When they see us gathering, they want to be a part of that family. They want to be a part of that place where people show love to one another. Amen? Nobody wants to be somewhere where nobody cares. The church family... It's a place that we should show love and care. In the end, you can decide if you want to be happy or you can decide if you want to be sad. That's a decision. Amen? You can decide if you, if you want to be a joyous person and you can decide no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what is happening, everything may not be working for you. It's still your decision to decide to be happy or not to be happy. But the Bible says... If you are joyous in your heart, you have continual peace. That means your joy, your happiness, your cheerfulness can cause God to bless you more. Hallelujah. God will bless you more if you're happy. Because if you're not happy, you'll not be thankful. Amen. Uh, uh, in a family, sometimes we're not thankful, we're not grateful. People do things for us, you know, and we don't care. But we should always be joyous and thankful to one another. As Pastor said, amen, that, that, that is from Pastor. We should always do. God has the power when we are happy. When the family is happy, we can do more for Christ. Hallelujah. God wants to expand us. God, he, he has already made certain things available to us. You know what? We stop in it from happening. With our attitudes, with our behavior. Amen. We are standing in a place, or some of us are standing before the doings of God. As I come to close, and as we've been talking about family, there's been many teaching about the family. But I want to close with this, that all of us in here have a responsibility to this family. Hallelujah. Every one of us, now the body has the hand, the body has the feet, the body has the eyes, the body has the nose, the body has every different organs and parts. Some of us here, we are the hands that God has brought to this church. Some of us are the feet. If we don't move, the church will not move. Hallelujah. Some of us, God has brought us in different, distinct, and unique areas to complete the body. Are you, are you performing your part with joy? Are you sitting back and just looking at it like you're not part of it? You are part of this body. You are part of everything that goes on here. And it's time to make this family to grow. Amen? And for the family to grow, all of us have to do our part. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, it's time to do my part.
Tell your other neighbor, say, other neighbor, it's time to do your part. And tell yourself, say, look, I, and call your name, it's time for me to do my part for this church for so long, so long. For so long we've been playing church. And this message, for me, for me, if it ain't for you, for me. For so long we've been playing church. For so long we've been hindering this church from growing. Say, tell yourself, say, you know what? I have been a hindrance to this church growth. For me, if not you, I, Richard, I have been contributing to the hindrance of this church because I've not done my part the way God wanted me to do my part. Because we are all one body. And it's time to repent to God. Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face and pray, then I, God, will hear from heaven and I will heal the land. Lord, I humble myself. I repent of my sluggishness. I repent of every way I've hindered this church from, from moving at the pace it ought to move. Hallelujah. If we do everything, if we do our part, there will be, the church will have no need. Hallelujah. The church will have what? No need. Hallelujah. Let's stay on our feet as we close. If you, if you, if you mean it, then you can pray the prayer. If you don't mean it, then don't pray. Hallelujah. But if you mean it, then, then ask God. Look around. Look around. Just look around you. Hallelujah. Look around you. Since you came here, what have you done that when you are not here, this church will miss you for? That in, we individuals will miss you for? Look around you. Ask yourself, what, what gift have you given me, God, that I'm not using to edify the church, to build this family? If you love your family, you do everything for your family to succeed. Hallelujah. I work hard sometimes. I work all the weekend because at the end of the day, I just want my family to succeed. So I can be working hard. My wife just say, work, work, work. She, she want me to work. Because <laughs> the more work, more money. Hallelujah. So a lot of us, we put a lot of things in our families. We put all because we want to see our family to a place of, of, of achievement. Amen. How many of us put in half of it into this church, into God's family? Hallelujah. If you mean it, then ask God. Say, Lord, I've been putting little, but as, 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 as we go to a new year, as we end this year, you've carried me. You took me from, 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 from the dodge, and you took me through different situations, and, 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 and here I am. You brought me this way. I've been putting my less. I commit myself to put start with half. Hallelujah. Start with half. If you mean it, then pray that prayer. Because if you pray it and you don't do it, then it's not good. Hallelujah. But God's desire is that we put our all in it. We put our all in the things of God. If you need strength, just lift your hands to him and ask him for strength. He will give it to you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Father, give us the strength to be good family members. Give us the strength, Lord, to be dedicated family members. 
Give us the strength, Lord, to be dependable members of this family. Give us the strength, Lord, to be reliable members of this family, that this family will rely on us. Give us the strength, Lord. We come to you as a family. Give us the strength that, Lord, will put our all into this family because this family lasts forever. So whatever we do in this family goes forever. Oh, God, we bless you. Lord, I repent to you in every way, Lord. We've been sluggish with this family. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise, Holy Spirit. Impart us all. Lord, the, those, those gifting you have given us, give us the desire to use it, O oh God. In this family, that this family will experience those, that this family will be edified because of us, oh God, because of us as members, committed members, committed followers of this family. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. 